And are you ready for the word of God tonight? Well, it is my distinct honor and pleasure and privilege to welcome the woman who holds my heart, thrilled my life, who the Lord used to put me back together again. And I mean that. I'm, I'm thankful. I am so thankful for my wife. You all don't understand how thankful I am for my wife. And uh, she knows she means the world to me. One day we were in the park, our church. This was before we were uh, an item. We were in Williams Park. We have no seats. And uh, none. She showed up. She had, I guess left her church, been to her church, and showed up. Well, we were out there ministering to the to the uh, people out there in in, in, uh, in uh, Williams Park. And I said, you know what, girl? I said, I'm going to treat you so well. Girl. I'm going to treat you so well, you're going to have to love me. And I'm doing my best doing to treat her job, so though. well that she fall in love with Jonathan. What are you doing? <laughs> it's the best thing she ever we all welcome my wife, Pastor Kimberly Denise Anderson, as she comes. your name in this house. We thank you, Father God, oh, for the freedom that we have in you to live, to laugh, to love, Father God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That, that love that we experience is shed abroad in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for it. We thank you for the word tonight, Jesus Christ himself speaking to us, Lord. God, as I open my mouth, I ask that you speak through me. Bless your people tonight. These are your people. These are the sheep of your pasture. May they hear your voice tonight and not the voice of any stranger. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, that the seed of the word will fall on good ground and it will produce what you've sent it to produce now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, I got to collect my thoughts. Let's... Amen. Let's see. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 4 through 9. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. Let's read this together, please. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the God of peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. These things that you've learned and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Amen. I want to read that for you from the Passion Translation. Hallelujah. It says, uh, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. <laughs> don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. When, when you're pulled in a different direction, it's trying to pull you off of something, something you've been standing on, something you've been believing for, something you've been hoping for. But here we're being admonished to not be pulled in different directions or worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. That don't say that, y'all. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Follow the examples of all that we have imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Now, there are a lot of promises in there. But what we want to hang our head on tonight is the fact that if we would just do the things we're learning, right? The do the things we're hearing. Put them into everyday practice. Don't get pulled off of your direction that you're going in. The God of peace will be with you. Now, it, it just behooves us to take some time to meditate on who we're serving. You know, I don't think in the body of Christ we think about God enough. I think we spend a lot of times meditating our issues, meditating our problems, meditating other people's business, meditating other people's issues, and not enough time meditating on who it is we're serving, who it is we say we love. We're not spending enough time thinking about the person and the nature of God. He is the God of peace. He's not just the God of, you know, peace, you know, peace, my brother. He's not just that. He's not just, you know. He is the God of everything in life you're looking for. He is the God of Irene. He is the God of uh, 
freedom from molestation of the evil one. He is the God of safety. He is the God of happiness. He is the God of prosperity. He is the God of peace. Everything we're looking for, everything that we're trying to find to satisfy ourselves, it's in God. So tonight, real quick, this is probably the shortest set of notes I've ever had in my whole life. We're going to talk about the key to having it all. I said the key to having it all. I don't mean the key to having uh, some of it. I don't, I'm not talking about the key to getting to heaven and you go through life broke and sick and you want to kill your spouse and you don't want to go home and you can't stand your children and you want to kick the cat and, and, you know, put the dog down. I'm not talking about that life. I'm talking about the life where everything you have ever imagined, everything you put in every little journal you had from a little child, you can actually have it all. But there are keys to it. So when I asked God, I said, God, I don't know what to say. This, these are your people. What do you want me to say? He says, remind them that it's my desire, number one, that you have it all. Will you please put up for me John 10, 10 in the Amplified? We're going to keep hammering this away because we've got to understand who God is and why it is Jesus came. Jesus didn't come just so we don't go to hell. Jesus didn't come so we can wear a, cru a cute crucifix around our necks. That is not why Jesus came. Look at why he came. He says in the B clause, I came that you may have and enjoy life. Say that. Say, I can have and enjoy life. Think about that for a minute. I can have. That's in the Bible. I can have and enjoy. See, Christians are walking around looking real bad in the face. You know, we go downtown and we get all jealous of everybody who's sitting down on the, you know, the sidewalk cafes and they're giggling and they're looking all cute and they've got the best on and their beautiful valet cars parked out front and we just walk along just being, oh, you know, I'm old. I'm okay. God didn't send Jesus Christ to die the death that he died for you to just be okay. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just satisfied. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because if you were, when you drive past a certain car on the interstate, it won't snatch your head. When you drive through certain neighborhoods, you wouldn't back up. Better yet, you wouldn't even be in that neighborhood if you were satisfied with the one you're living in. There would be no cheating websites if people were really satisfied with what they have. Our children wouldn't rather be any place else but church if we were really satisfied. He says, I came that you may have and enjoy. We're the ones who are supposed to have the most hits on Instagram. We're supposed to have the most followers. We're supposed to be the people that everybody's looking at their lives. And 
I came that that you're included in that may have and enjoy life and have that life that good life that sweet life that prosperous life to the full until it gets over on other people until it overflows I'm just trying tonight to make a case for God that you can truly have it all. You can have no job and have plenty of money. You can have wonderful children that you really never want to see leave home. You can have a marriage where you actually want to turn the key in your front door and walk in. Come on now. You can have the house that makes you not want to take a vacation. You know, you want, I want to stay home. Where I'm going? You see what I'm saying? You want to have the car that you get into and you really enjoy. Not it gets you to A to B. We're done with A to B. We want to really have those things that, that really make us happy. We can have it all. But there's some keys to it. There's some keys to it. I want to prove to you, Pastor Kim, you making this up. Go to Psalm number 21, verses 1 and 2. Say, say, I can have it all. I can have it all. See, it's great to be debt free. It's wonderful to be debt free. It's wonderful to be debt free. But do you know there's still some good works that I can't abound to? Yeah, there are people I want to buy cars for. There are people I want to buy houses for. There are houses I want to buy for me. Do you know when my children marry, I want to give them the keys to houses? They buy their own china. You know what I'm saying? They buy their own towels. I want to be able to abound unto every good work. The king, this is the psalm of David, shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation, in your deliverance, how greatly shall he rejoice. Oh, look at verse 2. You have given him his heart's desire, and you have not withheld the request of his lips. Now stop and think about that. That's what Selah means. Look at that. Read that with your name in it. No, really, do it. You have given Kim her heart's desire and have not withheld the request of her lips. You can have it all. Well, that's King David. That's King David. David, David had a special relationship with God. You know, according to Acts 13, 22, he was a man after God's own heart. You're not? I said, you're not? You know, David killed a man. David had a man killed 
Have you had anybody kill? Don't. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. Statue limitations on murder. That, we just, we ain't gonna do that. Ain't no statue. You know, just don't, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. But God didn't write him off. Okay, let's think about the nature and the person of God. David had a woman's husband killed so he could have her. But then he can pen a psalm like this. And then in, over the New, in the New Testament, Peter can recollect David's life and say he's a man after God's own heart. So you're not exempt. You can have the desires of your heart. The Lord will give you the request of your lips. He's no respecter of persons. He is no respecter of persons. If he did it for David, he did it for Solomon, he did it for Abraham and Sarah, guess what? He'll do it for you. All right? So how do we get there? I'm glad you asked. Here are the keys. Let's go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. We're going to marry together Philippians chapter 4 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Because if I can find it in two places, right, then I can go ahead and live by it. You know. So we read Philippians chapter 4. We were told to do some things. We were told to pray, right? We, well, first we're told to rejoice. Then we were told to have a request and make your request known. We were told to give it with thanksgiving. And then we were supposed to just let God do what, let, what God does, right? Now watch uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Look at this. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm going to keep going. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things and hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now go back to verse 18 for me. In everything. In everything. Give thanks. In your lean days, give thanks. In your days of abundance, give thanks. Come on. In days that you don't feel so great, give thanks. And on the days you feel like you could run a marathon, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Not for everything. And we've got to understand that. When you talk about for everything, I am not giving thanks for cancer. So Christians, let's start with all the breast cancer walks. Did she just say that? Yeah, I did. Oh, we're trying to raise money. Oh, stop it. You raised so much money. My goodness. My goodness. Oh, Pastor Kim, that's so cruel. No, it's glorifying. I said it's glorifying. And people are now putting out Christian books thanking God for the cancer that took them, thanking God. And God's sitting there like, I had nothing. I came that you might have life and enjoy it to the full until it, so not for all things. 
give thanks. If I have to walk through poverty, I can still give thanks. If I have to walk through some dark days, I can still give thanks. But I'm not thanking him for that mess because he didn't do that. Here are the keys to having it all. So number one, you know I like steps. Realign your soul. Rejoice. Realign your soul. Rejoice. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Realign your soul. Philippians 4 verse 4 for me, please. It says, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. On Mondays. Thanksgiving Day. Christmas morning. Always. So my rejoicing on Sunday morning and Wednesday and this Tuesday should look the same. I said it should look the same as my rejoicing on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at noon. It should look the same. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Why am I rejoicing? Because everything's not great. If you read about the church, if, if, uh, the Philippian church, everything wasn't great. But Paul was admonishing them, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Realign your soul. Get your soul back on the same page with God. Get your soul back on the same page with the word. Get your soul back on the same page with everything that you've been hoping for and believing for. If we keep our rejoicing up, we'll get a little more manifestation. He says rejoice. Go to Psalm number 103 and verse 1. It says, bless the Lord. Do what? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We'll do it then. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless the holy bless his holy name. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and what? Why do you think the psalmist has to tell himself to bless the Lord and not forget? Because something's going on that's making him forget. But if you would just take time every day to realign your soul with the word of God, realign your soul with all of the promises, hopes, and dreams that you I'm telling you, you can have it all. But see, when our souls get out of whack, instead of blessing the Lord, I said, instead of blessing the Lord, we start filing complaints against the Lord. Lord, I thought you were an on time, God. Lord, where are you in my situation? Lord, how have you forgotten me? How long, Lord? I've been going through this for this long. Nope. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Out of all that's within me, bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. And we know, you read that, and they're all the benefits. Those benefits are life and life more abundantly. So I've got to read align my soul. Now that we see that same thing over in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 when it talks about sanctifying. 
sanctifying. Sanctifying is, is a setting apart. It's a separating from something that you really don't like. Bad conditions. So when we are sanctified, we are set apart. It's also talking about being uh, purified internally in your soul man. So as you go home and you read the chapter, you'll see that. You'll be talking about getting that internal man, that soul man, back on the same page with God. Say, I've got to to realign my soul soul if I want to have it all. All All right. Go back to Philippians chapter 4 for me. Verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. That's more soul realigning, right? I'm not anxious about anything. I'm not anxious about a light bill or water bill, gas bill, tuition, doctor reports, whether they're good or don't be anxious about anything. But look at this. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So the next thing you're going to do is you're going to make your request. You got to pray. We got to pray. We saw that over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, right? We're going to pray without ceasing. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying. We're going to, well, how long do we? Pray always. Pray always. Pray all day long. Well, how do I do that? I work. You're not always talking, are you? To people. Well, guess what? You can always be talking to God. You know, you don't even have to open your mouth to talk to him. You can put your mind on him and just dialogue and communicate with him. But we've got to make our request. If I want to have it all, talk to the one who has it all. See, we spend so much time talking to people who have nothing. They can't help you. They can't heal you. They can't deliver you. They can't give you peace. They can't do anything about that situation. But God can. So talk to him. Make your request known to him. And number three, render thanksgiving in everything. In everything. Give thanks. Regardless of what's going on, I must understand this, that God is the constant. Everything around you may be changing. But God is a constant. He changeth not. Jesus, uh, Hebrews 13 and 8, right? He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Regardless of what's going on, you've got to understand God hadn't changed. People may have changed. Finances may have changed. Health may have changed. But God has not changed. He's faithful. All right? So render thanksgiving unto him. How do we do that? Open your mouth. This is the year of the open mouth. We've got to audibly, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for what you've already done. I thank you for what you're currently doing. And I thank you for what you will do. A lot of times we can't get to manifesting things because we spend so much time complaining about what we didn't have and what we don't have and how that seems so impossible. But we're going to learn, amen, how to give thanks always.
praise to God, how to bless his name always. When I make a request, Lord, I thank you that it's done. I thank you that it's on its way. I thank you that you are God that changes not and it's coming. I thank you, Father. I thank you. Then four, you're going to receive. You're going to receive. It says, and the peace of God, the irene of God, the prosperity of God, the happiness of God, the safety of God, the security of God, which surpasses. That word surpasses means to have or to hold over one, to stand out, to rise above. So everything in God rises above everything the world could ever offer. Everything in God is over the top. Everything in God is superior. Everything in God is, is, will surpass and excel everything that we're seeing in this earth realm. But if I want to have it all, I've got to go to the God who has it all. Say it. Say, if I want to have it all, I have to go to the God who has it all. It's that easy. It's that easy. It's worked that way over and over and over again in Scripture. While I was preparing for this, the Lord had me just hang out in the Psalms. And you go from one Psalm to the next Psalm to the next Psalm, and you'll find I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to praise his name. I'm going to render thanksgiving unto God. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to lift my hands in the morning. I'm going to lift my hands in the noonday. I'm gonna... All the time the psalmists were saying, hey, I've got to go to God with this. And I can't go to God whining and complaining. I'm going to go to God praising and blessing his name. Amen? Amen. So if I want to have it all, I've got to spend more time with God to get everything that I want. And it's possible. But we've been conditioned to thinking that we can't have it all. That some kind of way we've just got to settle. But I'm just convinced that if we would just start thanking God a little bit more, if we would let a real praise be on, be on our lips to the point that the praise team feels overtaken sometimes. No, really. No, really. I mean, I just, you know, we got to ask ourselves, how much do we really believe all of this is possible and have no praise? On a Saturday when there's no musician. On Thursday when it's just you. Can a praise be found? Is a dance in your feet then, a clap in your hand? Come on, is it? If we're going to have what God says that we, the Bible's replete with scriptures, promising us great and wonderful, awesome things, things that surpass anything the world's ever offered us. The world can't offer healing. They can offer treatment of symptoms. They can offer symptom suppression. But they can't heal. As much as we pay them thinking that they can, they can't. There's no psychologist that can put your marriage back together. They can come, you can go and sit with them and just talk it out. Just sit there and just keep talking it out. Talk it out for years and nothing changing. Why? They don't have the ability to change it. 
they'll give us coping skills. Who wants to cope for 30, 40, 50 years? I'm not trying to cope for 40 years, 50 years. Do our best just not to kill each other? Who wants to live like that? Yeah, you can put your children all the programs you want to. What is it going to do? All they can do is suppress behaviors until they're 16 years old and can do what they want to do. Who wants that for your child? But if we would just, you know what, do what God says, then we can have what God says that we can have. He says rejoice, rejoice. He says let your request be made known, let your request be made known. If he says render that request with thanksgiving, then give him thanksgiving. If he says freely receive, freely receive. It's really that easy. No, it's really that easy. See, when we read it in the Passion Translation, it says something so powerful. Let's see if I can find it. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding, look at this, will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. He will make every answer you need for every issue in your life, for every condition that you're in right now, he'll make the answer known to you. And if God gives the answer, I think it's right. I think it's going to get you to having and enjoying life. I think it's going to get you to prosperity, to peace, to security, to felicity. I think if we just do what God says with the attitude that he says to do it with, there's nothing that we can't lay hold of. Nothing. I mean, I stop and I think, I said, God, you know, how did Abraham do it? How did he do it? How did he do it? How did he lay hold to so much that you now have us, according to Isaiah 51, looking to him and considering him? He had no YouTube. He had no Bible. He had no group me. He had none of these modern conveniences that we have giving us every resource and every connection to God. But yet and still, everything God promised him, he took it. Everything. Everything. What was his occupation? What degree did he have? Where did he matriculate? School of the Holy Ghost. He got to know the person and nature of God to the place where he and God would talk and God would just give him answers. And those answers got him to an abundant life that he could actually enjoy. I mean, to the place where when we read, look over in 1 Peter, uh, Sarah was so loving toward Abraham that she didn't feel degraded calling him Lord. Do you think that's a marriage that's real powerful? So, yes, me, Lord, huh? If I did that, y'all, what's wrong with her? It's 2019. We won't even say honor and obey anymore. No, I, I vow to support and love you until you make me mad. I'm saying, 
is if we would just take time, just take time to get to know God. That's the key to having it all. And then once you get to know him, talk to him. And once you get to talking to him, thank him. And once you get to thanking him, watch out. Because everything you have been hoping for, dreaming for, believing for, praying for, it's coming down the pipe. It's coming. It's a, guar it's a guarantee. More proof. Go to Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Luke 17 and 11. We know this about the 10 lepers. Watch what happened <laughs> when a group of people call out to God, they make a request, but a couple of them only got a partial disbursement of the goodness of God. There's nothing more frustrating than a partial disbursement. Anybody ever got a nice check and you went to deposit it and, and they gave you a partial disbursement of your money? The moment you got the check, the, the check was spent in your mind. You knew down to the last 10 cents what you were getting ready to do. But some kind of way, they just decided that we're going to hold 55% of your check till next week. I didn't want to do that next week. I wanted to do that this week. So a partial disbursement of anything never feels good. But unfortunately, that's right, Pastor, but unfortunately, too many of us in the body of Christ are just satisfied with a partial disbursement of God's goodness. We'll take the salvation, but I won't take the prosperity. I'll take some peace. You know, we ain't arguing, but we eating poking beans every night. Now, I like poking beans, but we're not going to eat them every night. Not every night. You know what I'm saying? I'll take a good marriage, but I'm constantly bailing my child out of jail. No, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work but a partial disbursement. We can't allow ourselves to be satisfied with anything, anything short of life and that abundantly. We can't be satisfied with anything short of having it and having it until we can't take anymore. We can no longer be satisfied. My goodness. With just, just crumbs falling from the table. When it's our bread. Luke 17 and 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, thank you, there met him ten, ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, look at this. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So they're crying out to God. They're making a, a supplication unto him. 
right? There's a request. Have mercy. So he said to them, hey, I hear you. Call unto him and he will certainly answer you, right? He says, go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was. As they went, they were what? They were cleansed. Now that's wonderful, isn't it? They no longer had their little spots. Their skin was nice and it was pretty again. No parts falling off, you know, skin tone even. Amen. Amen. And unfortunately, most of us are just, would be just sad. Man, praise God, I'm so much better. Praise God. I'm not what I used to be, but I know I'm not what God has called me to be. But it's, so, it's okay. It's okay. I'm now, you know, girl, I never thought it'd be a day I'd be able to pay my rent on time. We gonna stop there? When the inheritance left by fathers are houses and land, we gonna, we gonna stay right. Let's keep going. Verse 15. And one of them, and one of them, right? When he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice, I said with a loud voice, glorified God, hallelujah, and fell down on his face at his feet, doing what? Giving him thanks. And he was a half-breed. He didn't have full right to the covenant. They treated the Samaritans like dogs. I got a feeling because that was noted that the other nine were probably of the covenant or they were Samaritans as well. We don't know. But here's what we do know. Nine were satisfied with a partial disbursement of God's goodness. But this one came back giving him what? Thanks. Verse 17. And so Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Verse 18. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? So the other nine, more than likely, were of the covenant. He said, because this foreigner, the one who wasn't really entitled to all of it yet, came back with more than just, oh, I'm clean. Let's keep going. Verse 19. Can you take me to verse 19 in the King James Version? Yeah, I want the King James. The authorized King James, please. Yes. 1652 it says and he said unto him arise go your way your faith has made you whole not just cleansed not just cleansed how much income do you think these gentlemen lost sitting outside of the city for however long they sat outside of the city. How much did their families go without? Yeah, pastor just bought up body parts. They might have been clean, but the nose is gone, ear gone, 
pointer finger gone. Leprosy mains. All the nine got were a cleansing. But this one foreigner, I said this one foreigner who went beyond realigning his soul, who went beyond just making a request, who decided I'm going to give God some thanks and I'm going to receive all. I said you can have it all. See, I know we got to work on this. We got to work on this. Because if you came to my house and um, I baked a carrot cake. Now, I bake, I bake a pretty good carrot cake. I'm, just, I'm not tooting my own horn. I've just heard it. Now, I eat it too. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's this old school recipe. I can't, it's old school. It's like my auntie used to make. This, 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 this is right. This is not a spice cake with carrots in it. This is, this is right. If I said, no, 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 we're not going to cut that. Take the whole thing. I've watched people dance about a slice that I might have saved. But if I say, no, I bet you the whole cake, if nothing else, that's one less thing you got to bake on Wednesday night. You know, you might... Well, I'm telling you that God, I'm saying, Pastor, that God said he wants you to have it all, have and enjoy life. I don't want to just be alive. I don't want to just be breathing. I don't want to just exist. I don't want to just keep my head above water. I want to have and inch and we can. I said and we can. I said we and we 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 can. Nowhere did I mention your degree. See cuz most of us would be better off if we didn't have that degree. That degree that we still ain't paid for. That degree that probably will prevent our children from being able to go to that degree. Unless they go borrow two. I'm not talking about a degree. I'm not talking about your job. I'm not talking about what your grandmama left you. I'm saying right from the state you're in right now. I'm saying from the state you're in right now, you can have every desire you've ever, from when you were three years old, and you knew what a desire was, you can actually have it. You can actually have it. Everything that you've looked at, you can actually have it. Every house that you've ever driven past, you can actually have it. Every car that you've ever drooled over, you can. No, that's impossible. That's impossible. No. No. We've just read in the Bible from the word of God that David said 
You give me the desires of my heart that you have not withheld anything I've requested from my mouth. When we've just read in John 10, 10, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. When we just read in Philippians chapter 4 that the God of peace will guard our hearts and our minds. The, the God of peace, the God of everything we want will be with us. He will, this is going to keep working with it, right? I want you to put up for me, I think I sent this to you, media. Acts 13, 22, I want to show you why David landed it. And why many of us will land it. Because I just believe when we hear a word, we do it. Look at this, it says, after God removed him, he raised up David to be their king. Okay, talking about bringing down Saul and putting up David. God testified concerning him. God testified. God testified on behalf of a murderer, adulteress, adulterer. I have found David, Jesse's son, just to make sure you know which one I'm talking about. A man who shares, look at this. What are God's desires? What are God's desires? Abundant life. What are God's desire? The way the Garden of Eden looks. What are God's desires? The way heaven looks. What does God desire? Long life, divine life, divine health. What is God's desire? Marriages that make it and that are fun to be around. What are, what's God desires? Obedient children. What are God's desires? Right? It says a man who shares my desires. Look at this. Whatever my will is, he will do. Well, what's God's will? Go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. What's God's will? In everything, give thanks. For this is. I said for this is. Maybe it's just we're not thanking him enough. Ah, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, if David received all his desires just because he did what God's will was for him, what would happen? See, I know I'm not very funny tonight, and I'm not very loud tonight because God didn't. I was loud. Oh, get out of here. Was I loud? Oh, I was trying to be. I should have told somebody I was trying to be refined, and they could have given me the eye and said, I failed. Dog, I was trying. Was... Oh, but this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So if we share God's desires, right? Do what his will is. We can have it all. Just think about it. Salah that for a minute. Think about your all. 
Have you even thanked him for it? Or are you waiting for it to show up before you say thank? See, that's not faith. Remember, we just read that over in Luke 17. Your faith has made you whole. The problem is, is we're waiting to see it before we thank him for it. What if we made the request and the moment we make the request, re submit the request with thanksgiving? What would happen? What, 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 what would happen? So if you take time to read, I'm done. Because I know y'all got green beans to chop. I mean, bell peppers and onions and celery, right? Y'all chopping, you got to put that in the, in the uh, stuffing, right? Baking cornbread, right? We baking, we not buying Publix cornbread out. Oh, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody buying Publix people take the pie. All right. Praise God. Amen. Okay, it's going to be right. And please do not make your sweet potato pie out the canned yams. It ain't going to be the same. Boil your potatoes. But that's neither here nor there. I'm trying to give you the recipe. I'm telling you, the recipe to having it all. I mean to having it all. Not some of it, all of it. David over in 1 Chronicles, and I would, just, I would just ask everybody to read 1 Chronicles 16. And I'm not going to even ask you if you read it because your manifestation will tell me if you did or you did not. When they bought home the Ark of the Covenant, David penned a psalm that was Asaph and all. He gave it to Asaph to record, but it's over and over and over again throughout the psalms. He would just stop and thank God. And remember all of his works, all that he'd done. I'm going to give you these points. And I, I just want you to know this. You've got to understand God and his nature. You've got to always, always remember and reflect upon what he has done and what he will do. Always, always. That's your object of thanksgiving. You can't give thanks if you're never thinking about what he's done. Give thanks to him. If you see improvement, thank God. If you see a little bit of turnaround, thank God. Man. And then, don't stop there. Start thanking him for what he will do. God, I'm not stopping right here. I thank you, Father God, that you will make me rich. You will make me a paymaster of the gospel. I thank you, God, that I feel better, but I'm not stopping here, Father. I'm going to keep going until I'm walking in divine life. To me, at 82 years old, can beat up a 28-year-old. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I kept chugging at him. Y'all, anybody seen that video? My God, that lady whooped that. I said, I got to do better. Because I might have been the movie. Baby, Kimberly, you're about to be taken. Because I couldn't have beat him. I just don't. But what I'm saying is, we can have. We don't stop it better. We don't stop at, oh, my knee's not hurting as often. I don't get migraines as frequently. 
You know what I'm saying? My blood pressure, my blood pressure is better. No, we thank him until it's like a 20-year-old. We thank him until we've not had migraines for years. We thank him until our blood sugars are regulated without insulin. We just keep thanking him and thanking him and thanking him until it all manifests. Hallelujah. And here's the key. David was so good about it. First Chronicles 16, and then that is mimicked over in uh, Psalm number 105. David always reflected on God's great love for him. Don't let the devil, in the midst of the trials, the tests, the tribulations, the pressures that come, make you think that God does not love. That's the furthest from the truth. That is the furthest thing from the truth. For God so loved you. He so loved you that he gave Jesus his only, sometimes you got to say it like that, his onlyest, onlyest begotten son. For me, for me, that I could have eternal you mean eternal? Yes, life that has already started. We're already standing in abundant, eternal life. He did that for you. And I'm telling you, I need everybody to hear me. God would not give Jesus and not give you a turkey. I mean, I want us to think about this. I want to think about how the holidays, how Christians completely lose it, get anxious in everything, telling five-year-olds you ain't getting nothing for Christmas. Why would we do that? Except we're anxious. But be anxious for nothing in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your, write your list and let it be made known unto God. Because he's checking it once, he's checking it twice. And if you go ahead and repent, he doesn't care if you're naughty or nice. Just go ahead and repent. And, and then now, stamp it with thanksgiving. And guess what? I said, and guess what? You'll have it all. I said, you'll have it all. Your tree will have it all. Your Thanksgiving table will have it all. Come on now. Your checking account will be full. Hallelujah. Your body will be whole. Not just better, whole. Amen. Amen. Well, stand to your feet and receive our man of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Let's just thank him for a minute. Just Thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your kindness. Thank you, God, for your wonderful provision. Thank you, God, for never forgetting about me. Thank you, God, for loving me. Thank you, God, for turning things around. Thank you, God, for giving me heaven's best. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a full disbursement of your goodness. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. We bless your name, oh God. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your sweet peace, for your sweet shalom peace, oh God. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking over the lives of us. Oh, God, your people. Thank you, God. Oh, that you are truly a good father. And you provided abundantly, Father God, for each and every one of us, God. God, open our eyes. Open our eyes. The same way you had to open Gehazi's eyes. Because he was anxious about an army coming against he and the prophet. And the prophet just went outside and said, Father, open his eyes that he may see. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. So we can see the table Father God, that you've already prepared before us in the presence of our enemies. Open our eyes to the still waters and the green pastures. Open our eyes, oh God. Open our eyes. You, the restorer of our souls. Open our eyes. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. For sending Jesus. Heavens, oh glory, child, for sending Jesus, heaven's best, so that we could have the best. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, we receive it. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's fallen on good ground and it will produce. We love you and we thank you. Amen. 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 Amen.